Alright, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Totem Talks. It's reasonably special. One of our typical non-linear episodes. You've been here. You've of course. We've all been there. <laughs> so, uh, on this version of our non-linear episodes, we are doing it interview style. Do we have anyone interesting to interview? Um, no, of course not. Ourselves. Um, however, we will be settling mightily. Yeah, for ourselves. <laughs> Um, no, this is basically a get to know your hosts, uh, get to know us musically, maybe a little bit personally. We'll see what the questions we'll dictate. see. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to ask each other questions. Uh, we're pretty much just going to ask questions and all of us are going to answer them. That makes sense. Probably the way it's going to roll out. Um, we did kind of make a couple posts about, uh, you guys asking questions, Got a couple hits on that, so we'll be putting them in the podcast as well. Yeah, very excited to answer the big question about dogs. That's true. Do we or don't we? That is true. Uh, we may consider doing another one of these uh, with strictly fan questions later on in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let us know if that's something you want us to do. And I'm also here. We didn't introduce uh, ourselves yet. Oh, I'm sorry. So this is Totem Talks. Uh, we are a, uh, a local band from Bucks County, Pennsylvania called Low Totem. We are. And uh, I am Pat. I am the lead singer of Low Totem. And I am Nick, and I play guitar and piano and sing for them as well. Now announce yourself, sir. Oh, oh I'm screwing this up already. Um, That's okay. We knew you would. My name is Taylor. Ah! Uh. <laughs> so You're close. Stupid. You just call me Mr. Dummy. Gladly right, for the rest Mr. of the episode. Dummy. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, why yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. start our, oh, uh, our question portal? I would love to. So here's the first thing that I need to know. Although, I mean, I have uh, some, uh, some strong ideas. Sure. Who was your first musical love? So, like, what was the first artist you remember as a kid that you're like, oh, I love music because... It's, this is who I'm into. Well, for me personally, uh, it has to be Billy Joel. I yeah, so it has to be Billy Joel. So growing up, my mom had the uh, the greatest hits compilation mm-hmm. from Billy Joel the the CD the red oh, ones. Oh, I I know the ones very well. Yeah, so uh, they they would always be playing, and um, it was a ton of fun to listen to. Um, I really started to enjoy that style of music. Uh, I knew pretty much every song, all the words to every song. I actually used to fall asleep growing up to uh, the song "My Life" on repeat. Fascinating. Uh, I, I need so for those of you, I need to listen to something to go to sleep. Right. Right. I've, right. I've graduated into podcasts or audiobooks, um, but then it was music, and it was yeah, my which life is also great advice uh, for anyone who. D- dislikes this podcast and everything that we talk about, please just listen to it to fall asleep so that's that we true. still get the listens. Yeah, we'll still get the you listens. Know? I love that. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for me. Um, okay, what, what about, about you? For, yeah, okay. Well, I was going to get let Tyler answer the question because yeah. I posed it, you know. So, who who was that for you, Tyler? Oh, golly. Yeah, I know you didn't get to prep for these questions beforehand. You have to answer them all on the spot. Yeah, well, I mean... I guess the 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 first musical artist I ever started to like collect albums for, like actually go out and buy CDs, would have been Weird Al. Um, to this day, is still the only artist I've ever seen live in concert twice, in Ooh. fact. Um, but then I I guess like my first like my my dad was like a DJ when I was a kid. So he would, and I mean, not like a, not like a real disc jockey. Like he wasn't like mixing tracks or anything. Sure. Like he would just, um, play events and whatnot, play events and stuff. And he, that was back when, um, you know, DJs still had to like carry around like massive amounts of CDs, uh, and, like okay. huge heavy cases and whatnot. And I would most of most of the time he got hired out it was for like school dances mm-hmm. or like field day and stuff so there was no reason why i couldn't be there so all of my real introductions to music was just like whatever was popular in the 90s and early okay noughties so uh, um you so, always called the 90s I know. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's 
uh, but a lot of it what I'm getting was, is it's not like an artist in particular that you're thinking of until Weird Al. Yeah, like Weird Al is the first Strange one that I can think back to as being an artist that I specifically um sought. Right. If um, that doesn't give you guys a good idea of the diverse <laughs> Uh, backgrounds and opinions coming into nah, this podcast. Like, I have no idea what else right, to find like, that for you. Because, like, I'll tell you right, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Like, throughout my whole childhood, growing up, when it mm-hmm. came to like the subject of music, I always was aware that. Um, I mean, I don't feel this way now, but there was always this self consciousness when I was growing up because me and my friends and whatnot. Tyler was always the one. Me, I was always the yes. one with the weird sense of music uh-huh. or the huh. bad taste in music. I can oh. totally see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at them now. Yeah. None of them are on music yeah, cause, podcasts. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like, growing up, my cousins used to come over um, every summer because my parents would watch, you know, my cousins. And they were super into um, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and uh, Britney Spears. Of course. So the classics. That's what I knew to be popular music, but that wasn't necessarily what I would prefer to listen to myself. Gotcha. I just, you know, when they came over and they wanted to listen to music, I allowed them, you know, they, I mean, I say I allow, they very much kind of ran the show. Of course. <laughs> of course. And... And so when it came to, like, my own personal love and taste of music, Weird Al was the first artist that I ever, like, you know, sought to collect and followed very, very closely by the Beatles. I really Mm, couldn't I really couldn't tell you which one came first. I think it might have kind of happened at the same time. All right. I'll allow that. I think that rounds out your answer a little bit better. All right. So, Nick, I feel like I might know yours. Um, Okay. So who is it? Uh, I guess I should answer this question in phases. Okay. Uh, like my first phase being really young, really young. The Wiggles. Uh no, Elton John. Okay. For me, as right. as, a, as a little child, hearing all the all the CDs that my parents had in their cars, you know, greatest hits and Goodbye Elbrick Road and all that stuff. That was the first thing that I remember just knowing inside and out. I knew all the words. I was like obsessed with it as a kid. Um, and Elton John was like my hero. You know, he was the guy in rock and roll for me. Right. And then as I get a little bit older, still talking like pretty young, probably like 9, 10, 11. The Wiggles. Uh, yeah, that's, well, the Wiggles didn't come until what, my 20s. <laughs> um, but my first band that I became super obsessed with was Styx. What? Yeah. I had, my parents had a Styx Shocking. greatest hit CD. And like all 15 or 16 tracks, I would just listen to that on that repeat over and shocking. over and over and over again. I was just completely obsessed with Sticks as a band for a while. But then like my genuine musical awakening, like I always listened to a bunch of stuff, but it was definitely Elton John st- stands out and then Sticks. My musical awakening in like middle school when I knew that that was something that I was really into and I was starting to become like a person who could think because um, I think that's a, that happens around middle school. It's when you can have abstract thoughts. But uh, the Beatles at that point. At that point, right. once once like sixth grade rolled around and I got my first Beatles record, nothing else mattered except for getting all of the other Beatles records. And uh, okay. every okay. other band came to follow, but it was really the Beatles. Once I had come into myself as a, you know, as a young person, then uh, that that's how that's how I knew music was for me. All right. Well, obviously, um, that's a really good first answer. Uh, mm-hmm. Sticks was still a surprise yeah, to me. I, I figured I did it not might know be. That. Yeah, no, um, that's a. Tyler, why don't we let you ask a question, buddy? Do you have any questions that you want answered? Well, that depends. Do the questions have to be music related? They don't have uh, to be. We're kind of, we wanted to gear towards music, but they don't have to uh, not necessarily. Well, if we if if we're gearing towards music, that's going to that's going to seriously limit. The, the questions... Yeah, it made it harder for me to ask that, you questions, that too, I would like to, That I would like to ask, um, because it, I, I also have to have to remember that it's... We're asking question, questions for the sake of our listeners, not necessarily for the sake of ourselves. I mean, they you can have both. That's true. Well, but see, that's the thing. I know, Pat, I know you like the back of my hand, and Nick, mm. 
I don't want to know like you. Front of your hand, Nick. I don't want to well. know you any more than I already know you, <laughs> which true. is which is not that well. No, right, I agree. Yeah. Um. So I I guess a good question would be when when you guys decided to do a music podcast and to make it three dudes, no music and no flashy visuals or whatnot. At what point do you think we're going to get onto YouTube and we're going to really do all the crazy cutaways and interchanging, you know, stuff like that, transitions and whatnot? What, what, what do you hope? What do you aspire for the future of your show? Okay. So I'll let you take that first, Patrick. Yeah. So in terms of uh, YouTube, particularly, like making a video format of the podcast. It's definitely something we considered right from the jump, and we all kind of decided um, collectively that until we built an audience with one format, that we didn't necessarily want to split our audience between multiple formats right from the jump. Because while we could te- we could technically grow on YouTube... Um, we felt like building from an audio format, releasing our podcast, because that's something that none of us had done, and I was trying to figure out how to have our podcast be hosted on all of these platforms. Okay. I felt like doing that and trying to also deal with the YouTube algorithm all at the same time was too daunting to start off with. Now, it has been suggested by a number of your listeners um, and it, it's been voiced as almost a complaint, uh, more of a constructive criticism. Would you ever consider the, the addition of, of sound effects? Not necessarily <laughs> clips <laughs> of songs or whatnot, but just, just, um, well, like the occasional fart. Uh, I don't think that would be the sound okay. effect we would go with. I'm just going to say that. Um, first off, that has not been posed as a complaint, but uh, that is something that I'm looking at um, in the second season is uh, I was actually talking to Nick about it, and I was going to talk to you about it today, um, the day we're recording this, um, coming up with, you know, just well-known sound effect, like this sound effect is our transition sound effect. This sound effect is right. our something that's total structured. Sound Something that, yeah, structured so I'm not, like, mm-hmm. picking different sounds every time. When you hear the sound, you know what's coming next kind of thing. Now... Um, to bring in sound effects into the second season. Now, now will you allow Tyler to come up with um, theme tunes for these different segments on the show? Uh, so, first Ooh. of all... Let's see. Uh, Two musicians who work together writing music or Tyler yeah. to come up with those. Also... Uh, are you more disturbed by that than the fact that he's referring to himself in the third person? Ah, uh, that I'm way less. That's, okay, because I can't handle that. That is My something head just that exploded. I would expect from, from him Bob Dole. <laughs> it's something I would expect from Bob Dole and from Tyler. Tyler okay, is just the enough. Bob Dole of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, surprisingly, two good questions from you, Tyler, uh, and though they're, I feel like those are the answers. Um, it's something that we're going to do in the future. Do a video format. Uh, that's probably going to be once we have a more studio setting. Yeah, um, right. and and I also wanted to address some of the rumors that have been floating around on the oh, Low Totem forums. Okay, about there are forums. <laughs> yes, about a um about a possible Low Totem calendar coming out. Has been has I mean, been jokingly discussed. Yes, I mean there is to be clear on LowTotemBand.com a calendar of our events if you would like to come see us that perform. That is true. So please do that. Is, however, not a paper released calendar where we are the models. Yet, if that's something you want, please let us, let us know because we have we have discussed it. I do have twelve pictures in, of Nick yes. playing the guitar in various states of dress. That's true. <laughs> they can all be used on the calendar. Yes. Um. Okay. So why don't we kick it over? Um. To me, I'll, I'll ask. All right. A question. Go ahead. Uh. This question. Uh. Sorry, Tyler. This one is pretty much exclusively for Nick. Ooh. Uh. It's but it, uh, there's a reason why. Okay. Um. So we are. A band. We are. And we are currently in the process of releasing our first album. I agree with everything you're saying so far. So I'm curious for you, and maybe if you can describe it to the audience, what is your creative process from beginning to end of writing a song? Wow. Okay. Uh, That is a really good question. Um, 
the creative process is definitely kind of difficult for me to nail down. I, I know I have to be alone in a building to work on something. Like I really, really struggle to come up with ideas near anyone else. Um, mostly starts with me messing around. I'll just think about a key. And usually right. what I'll do is I'll play around with the key and I'll be like, what's one chord that definitely doesn't belong in this key that I can shoehorn in sure. using like a little bit of theory and then make a slightly different progression that's a little bit unique. Okay. And then I'll play around with that idea for quite a bit and start just kind of like seeing what comes out. Very much okay. like I know you have your phone and you just like, we'll be sitting in the car and a melody ID comes to you and you're like, and yeah. I'm singing in the car and this is how <laughs> yep. it's going to be. Oh yeah, we'll like, talk about yeah. my process as well. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I definitely kind of play with it a lot. I'll write lines over and rewrite lines over and rewrite them over. Uh, until I think that I have it, and then I usually come back to it and change everything, and then come back to it and change everything again. And then by the time that you've heard it, it's like on its 12th different variation. Uh, okay. But I will say one thing that has really been super beneficial to me is, uh, unfortunately, the pandemic, just in the sense that it made us take a lot of time and reflect on the way that we were originally going to record our songs and yes, to build and on them and change them. them and make them better. I would completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, the that. more time that we've had, the more I've been able to like just tweak, change, come up with some new ideas, yeah. try some new things and make the songs a little bit different and I think that's really going to benefit the record. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'll I'll mirror that right back at you if you yeah. want to talk about your little Oh uh, yeah, so our creative processes are a little different. Um I, I'm not surprised to hear that you go um, guitar first yeah. or instrument first right. or like chords first. I always end up going uh, lyrics or melody first. That would make sense um, as a non-instrumentalist. And like, Nick said, like <laughs> Nick said, the way that I do it is I'll just be sitting there and something will pop into my head and I immediately pull out my phone and record just a nonsense line of words uh, to a melody. Uh, that the only time that hasn't happened um, is with two songs. The first song is "Lifetime Left to Go," which is the title track of the album, and then the other one is a song called "We're Who We Are," which is also on the album. Both of those songs just like sprung fully formed into my head, <laughs> and I recorded the first recording was the song all the way through. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I come up with a couple nonsensical lines, and then I will play that to Nick. And then we will build the melody of the song mm -hmm. with still no lyrics, and then I'll write lyrics. Right, yeah. Um, once I get the vibe of the overall song. Uh, mm -hmm. That's pretty much how it works for me. Um, <clears throat> Tyler did not write any of the songs on our first record. which He is, did not. Uh, maybe in future records. Who well, knows? I, well, I have already written your second record. Door. Yeah, so Perfect. that's very dangerous to, to open that to... Uh, to well, a but yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's always interesting to me to hear how uh, musicians write their songs. So that's how we yeah. did it. Uh, and there's a lot of collaboration, right? That goes into it. Even songs that like Nick wrote, mm -hmm. like eighty percent of. Sure. There's definitely twenty percent where it's like, oh, Nick, I think you should do this here. I think you should change this here. Oh, and we need it. And songs that I came to Nick with fully formed, he's been like, well. Maybe we, you know, tweak this or that. Um, for where who we are in particular, uh, the bridge. It was Nick's idea mm -hmm. to move it up a step. Yeah, we changed the key by a whole step. Um, and it it just really changed the song. And then I forced us to change the whole key of the song. Yeah, last I know. minute, uh, <laughs> which was interesting. It's fine, it's fine. I practiced it again. I relearned it in a new key. Listen, it sounds better. It yeah. does. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's that. So, Nick, wh what other questions do you have for us? So, I, I kind of already got Tyler's answer unintentionally on this one, but I was going to ask you about your uh, experiences seeing other artists. Like, what is the best concert you've ever been to, or what was your first concert? Those kinds of things. I mean, Tyler's first and best were both Weird Al, apparently. Well, uh, uh, so, I saw Weird Al in concert twice, and I did kind of see the Beatles. You saw a Beatles cover artist. I saw a Beatles cover band. Do we have to talk about in it? Ben Salem? Do we have to talk oh, about it? So, um, the oh. first time I saw Weird Al, I was 
I was either I was either seven or eight. Huh. I was okay. No, no. You know what? I think I was. I I would have had to have been older because I was definitely. I was definitely middle school age. So whatever age you are when you're in middle school, I'm not good with math, but um, that's that's about where I was. Uh, if you want to know the year, feel free to look up when Straight Outta Linwood came out because it was that tour that I saw uh, the first time. Uh, that was a really cool experience for me because that was uh, one of the first times I was ever I was ever um, surrounded. Uh, by more than just one other person who knew and liked Weird Al. Yeah, seriously. Um, and you then would have been eleven. Wow, good, good research, Pat. There you go. Uh, so that was that was a really fun experience for me because, um, completely unbeknownst to me, before the concert even started. Um, I mean, the concert itself was a phenomenal time. Um, I, I think. As far as like performers go, uh, Weird Al really knows how to work a crowd and just get everybody um, invested in what's going on. I could see that, and it was it was one of the best times I've ever kind of had being in such a crowded place because okay. um, I saw it in New York. Uh, I don't remember exactly where, but it was a theater in the round, which is a weird way to watch a rock concert. But um, the stage actually rotated really oh, slowly as the as the band played. Right. Um, and but but easily the highlight of the night was when the concert was over and uh, we were starting to leave and we couldn't leave because there was just like this huge line of people coming out of the back end of the, the uh, coming out of the back end of the the theater where we had seen it and we didn't know why so we um, we just parked the car. And we got out and we just got in the line. Like, we were like, well, like what is this line? What is everybody doing? And the line was actually... Um, meet Weird Al. Meet Weird Al. Nice. Didn't cost any extra, quite honestly. It, I don't even think I needed to have seen the show. You could have just showed just up when the concert over was over and, and just yeah. walked up and stood in that line. That's cool. And it was and it was fantastic. It was one of the first times that I had ever actually gotten to meet a celebrity. Yeah, I've never done that. So. Um and got my picture taken and then uh, I actually saw him again later that year uh, because I I had never really seen any artists perform or like go on tour I, I wasn't aware that if you were touring for one album odds are that you're doing the same set every uh-huh. night yeah so similar sets. I, I saw him again later that year in Wildwood actually in a more traditional stage kind of set up um and it was the exact same show that i'd seen before but that 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 was not that didn't lessen the experience for me (laughs) it was still the music yeah it it was still it was still a good time okay and then Uh, yes quick follow-up would be who would you want to see that you haven't um see i don't know there's really there's really nobody performing in the music industry right now that i would actually want to go see in concert okay Fair um, there's definitely people from years before. Who, yeah, I'm saying anyone who I'd like anyone to go, that, like anyone, anyone who, like if you could see anybody else that you've never seen. I, uh, you know, I, I have, I'm not a huge fan of crowds in general. So, um, the people who I'd want to see, there'd always be that kind of reservation of like, you know, it's like, oh, would you go back in time and go to a Beatles concert? I'd be like, I'd go to the first one before anybody knew. <laughs> uh, but after that, I'd probably say no. Um, I think, I, I think I would like to see other you thinking about that. I think I would like to see Paul McCartney because I've heard just how, sure. just how kind of like nice and honest and pure he is as a performer. I think that would be a, a cool person to see. Yeah, maybe hard to argue somehow with that. on like a, on on a smaller stage. Yeah, because um, um, it was probably when I was in I want to say my freshman year of high school that I saw the um, a Beatles cover band, and actually Pat and I went to go see this cover band with my family. In <laughs> the look on Pat's face right now. He's very frustrated about this. Yeah. Um we we had gone um 
we'd gone. I don't know if you guys it was. Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but it was referred to. It's as currently the, called the Penn Community Bank Amphitheater in Ben Salem. Oh, that's funny there you because go. You work at that place. That is correct. It well, haunts you, me. Uh-huh. There you go. Life, life, life comes full circle. Yeah, really. All right, Pat. Same question. Oh, is that all? You Follow say up about included. It? What do you mean? Oh, well, Pat, you can talk about it in your concert experience. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't been to many concerts, surprisingly. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be like the only person here who's been to more than two. Yeah, I've been to I've been to three. Wow. If you count that Beatles cover okay, band concert. Okay, I count it. Uh, the two other artists that I've seen is I saw the script. Fascinating. In concert, and I also saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Okay, there you go. Which came super last minute. Really? Uh, yeah. One of my buddies who's a DJ. Uh, he Is it goes Tyler Sad? No. Okay. He goes and sees them every time they are in town. And he had just broken up with his girlfriend. And we were like together at a bar. And he's like, yo, I'm going tomorrow. Because we were talking about our love of Billy Joel. I just sang right. at karaoke. Is this Steve? No. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> I wish. I just figured I'd I'd love to, to go to a concert yeah. with Steve. Um, and so we went and saw um, Billy Joel, Madison Square Garden, sixth row side stage. Wow. Yeah, I was like 15 feet away from him. That's pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. Uh, it's got to be my favorite concert experience. I almost saw Ed Sheeran, but I ended up not going to that concert. Hmm. Uh, I also am a big fan of Ed Sheeran, so that would have been pretty cool. Um, Yeah, but it's it's hard to top that. Yeah. Uh, so no, <laughs> the rest of the story Tyler is saying, uh, we went and saw uh, a Beatles cover band. I forget which one. I know it's not Rain. I've seen almost all of them. Could um, be 1964, The Fab Foe. Uh, I don't know. No, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure. These guys one. had British accents. Wow, were they authentic? <laughs> authentically British? I am not sure which one it was. Honestly, this was a long time ago. Sure. Uh, it was a really great concert. I was waiting the entire night for them to play Let It Be. And? Love that song. So they started singing Let It Be to close out the night. And... <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like up. I was like really happy. I'm like yes. And I just felt these hands on my shoulders. I thought it was Tyler until this like older woman's voice was like, "You've been waiting for this all night, honey." And I turn around and it's just a stranger. Oh my god! Just this like yeah. It was really it was really great because we had assumed that the show was over. Yeah. Because they had left the stage, and uh, it was all outside, so uh, my family and I um, started to pick up our chairs, make our way- newbies. Make our Mm -hmm. way back to the car, and then they came back, started to do Let It Be, and I I don't think I'll ever forget the look on Pat's face, because he was so happy and excited- that they were singing that song and then the woman came over and started to massage his neck and even though she whispered in his ear you've been waiting for this all night sweetie i i do goofy silly voices all the time so does my dad so initially you could tell that pat thought pat that really thought that I it did. was one of us i did and we all were fortunately none of us were standing behind Pat at the time. They we were, were all, all standing in front of him, and, front of him. and he he made direct eye contact with me and then every other member of my family, and just the realization that it wasn't anybody he knew, and the look of surprise and fear and yep. confusion all Amazing. hitting him at the same time. Amazing. It, it's one of those, like, I wish I had had a modern cell phone yeah. at the time when we went huh. to go see it. Because that should have been that should have been recorded in not just not just two K, four K, eight K, all the K's. All the K's. <laughs> Every K. <laughs> okay. Well, enough of that one. We actually have a couple listener questions to get to. I am dying um, to get to these. First and foremost, we had two listeners ask this question. Okay. Um, do we like dogs? 
That is that. I mean, it's controversial. It is. It is. Controversial. So can I? Can I? I'm terrified. Can I hop ahead. in here? You can. Um. I have a dog. You too. Well, my mom owns a black lab German Shepherd mix, and I have a Shiba Inu mixed with an Alsatian. But do you have a dog? You're right, Nick, because I don't see them as dogs. They're like a member of the family. There you go. Um, my sister has a cat, but there's there's no there's there's no love there. All right, let's not. We, there was no need to start <laughs> no going after going the cat community. Cats. Okay. All right, uh, Nick. I mean, obviously, you like dogs. I I am a huge lover of all animals. Obviously, that's true. I love all dogs and cats and everything else, with the exception of insects. Which I don't care. That's for. true. You are terrified, I am of, terrified insects. of them. I won't kill them, but I'm very afraid of them. That's true. You're too afraid to kill them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I mean, to round it out, obviously, I also owned a dog. Um, I love my dog, and I love dogs. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we're we were allowed to dog. lie. We're very pro dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you can just say whatever you think the audience will like. All right. I do <laughs> love my dog. He's a little bit of a POS sometimes. There you a little go. rambunctious, but I love him. There you go. <laughs> So good. I'm glad we satisfied that question from two of our listeners. Yes. Um, another listener question that came in. Um, this one's also very important here. Okay. What is more valid, pineapple on pizza or ketchup in mac and cheese? Oh, my Lord. Okay. So I will say this right now. This isn't even like a matter of opinion. Um, you could put pineapple on a pizza and that's still food. Ketchup and macaroni and cheese is to be destroyed. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would just say okay. I would never imagine eating either one of those. It's really hard to make a call on them. Well, see, um, Nick, here's what's tough for you. Typically, pineapple on pizza is known as a Hawaiian pizza, and there's also ham. ham. Right, which I obviously would not so eat you being eat a vegetarian. Well, no, I, I'll tell you right now. Pineapple on a pizza... Is something that if you are, you know, working at a pizza place, if you are a, a chef or a cook of any kind, like you put pineapple on a pizza, you cook the pizza, there's thought, there's intention, there's love, there's care in it. Aww. If you put macaroni and cheese in, in a ketchup. bowl and then you put ketchup on that macaroni and cheese, somebody hurt you. I, I tend to lean towards Tyler on All right. I can't believe that I'm agreeing with Tyler. But I think if I had to stomach one of those things down, it would be pineapple pizza. Fair enough. I am going to agree. However, I understand that you could put ketchup and mac and cheese. No. I mean, you can do almost anything. No, yeah. <laughs> but, there's a lot of things there's a lot of things you could do. You could drink bleach. Yeah. It's not recommended. We, we say, don't recommend that. I will say Wawa, a very popular convenience store chain near where we live, has these mac and cheese like flavors. Is one of them we just squirt ketchup into the mac and cheese? I, I don't know, but I'm next okay. time I go there I have to check. I know one of them is ranch. I know one of them's okay. Chipotle sauce. I, you but like not, mac and cheese with hot sauce. Yeah, I, I love mac and cheese with hot sauce, but I'm just thinking like, yeah, that's so different from ketchup, though. No, oh, I agree. I'm just saying like... Yeah, hot I'm, sauce... What I'm saying is... Again, hot sauce and ranch are are so... They're, they're, Because like ketchup is like your very base, childish condiment type thing. Now, I'm not saying it's exclusively for children. Ketchup with fries and ketchup burger. Ketchup is wonderful. Stuff like that. Ketchup is, ketchup is great, but that's that's like... Nick's favorite type of ketchup is if you just take a whole pepper ketchup. grinder yes. and pour it in the ketchup and mix it well, so it looks... Ideally, like it would also be half honey mustard. Oh, that's bold. Yeah. Would you put that in mac and cheese? No. No, I would not. <laughs> I would only use it for french fries. Fair right. enough. Okay. So um, we do have one more question from this particular listener. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm ready. Now, this one is very different. All right. If you were to make contact with an alien race and had to compile a five-song playlist across all human music to make a first impression, what songs would you pick? Okay. What okay. is what is my goal? Uh, to have them not annihilate us, I guess. Oh, okay, oh, so good... so to like make them like us. Yes. Okay. That's a very good and interesting question. Um, 
really tough. So off the top of my head, here's what I'm going to come up with. Okay. Uh, one song that's definitely going to be on this list, since we're like spanning all of humanity here, uh, Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings, On You Stay. Okay. 100% going in the top five sure. there. Great. Just one of the best arrangements ever. Um, So that's my classical piece. I've gotten that out of the way. Okay. As far as rock and roll is concerned, we're going to have to add... Uh, can I make this all instrumental? I'm going to add Cause We've Ended as Lovers by Jeff Beck. I'm going to make that track in there. I think that is one of the most beautiful rock tracks. Best melodic guitar playing maybe ever. Sure. Uh, there's going to have to be Pink Floyd uh, on this record, obviously. There's no choice there. So I'm going to go with The Great Gig in the Sky, as that is my favorite Floyd song, and perhaps my favorite vocal performance on a record, um, maybe ever. And then with that being said, there's also going to have to be a song by the Beatles, because that would best represent rock history. And with the Beatles track, I mean, I'm tossing a few things around in my head, and I'm just going to land on my favorite Beatles song, which is Because. So that's okay. four tracks. Now, do we go outside of our comfort zone a little bit or maybe do something a little different for track five just to, to span another genre? And I'm thinking uh, because Tyler is kind of giving me the look like you should pick a jazz song because you love jazz so much. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with John Coltrane's My One and Only Love. Okay. So five tracks. We're sending those off to the aliens. Okay. So I have a slightly different approach. Um we're meeting an alien race. Um, I bet you dollars to donuts they don't speak English. So I'm thinking instrumental tracks are probably where we want to keep things, just because like. And I did include an instrumental track. Yeah, you, you know. There. So I would probably go um, "Dance Macabre." That's a great song. Yeah. Um, Swan Lake. Okay. Tchaikovsky's right. uh, Swan Lake, uh, mainly because I think it, it works better in Dracula than it does in Swan Lake. Okay. Um, and then I would go um, Shepherd's Boy by Murray Gold. Uh, and then... <laughs> now we're starting to give the weird looks. Like, is he just... Did he look this up? And then I I, I think for, like, the the fourth one, I'd, I'd want to pick something, like, kind of kind of grandiose um but also kind of inspirational and so i will pick the um uh let me just real real quick get the exact name i know that it kind of goes by a number of different names people kind of give it Okay. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll real quick have the album up here. We're going to go with um, The Planet Krypton. Oh, my God. By John Williams. <laughs> uh, okay. And then I feel like by this point, they've heard four instrumental tracks. I c I've probably managed to um, sway them towards humanity. They probably even know some words in English now because of their ability with telepathy that they no doubtedly have. Undoubtedly. The fifth song would be um, Extraterrestrial by Katy Perry just to kind of be like like a wink and like, okay. get it? Okay. You get it? Because you and I are, but we don't have to do it. Yeah, listen, you know who I'm not going to let them listen to? Kanye. Agreed. Immediately upon entering the Oh, song. I didn't say yeah. I'd pick the one with, with his rap in it. Oh, I, I didn't not. even know that that was what you were referring to. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just making a general statement. No, 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 no. I'm unfamiliar with the Katy Perry song, which will, I'm sure, surprise no one in our That's audience. That's fair. Um, I went similar to you, Nick, although okay. I, I went with... I feel like uh, when we made contact with this alien race, they already... They're more technically advanced than us. Oh, absolutely. Technologically advanced. You don't know that. They could have gotten here by mistake. Well. I'm going to say they did their research. They know who we are. They know the rudiment, um, the rudiments of language of sure. the earth. 
Uh, but I am going to start with a classical piece. I'm going to pick Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. It's classic. Um, I feel like it's just again. Yeah, it's it's a great to go wrong, introduction. Yeah. Classic but boring. Then I'm choosing to go with a theme. Okay. Uh, the first one is going to be Honesty by Billy Joel. That makes sense. Um, both for great music and for thematic. Right, right, right. We're, we need to develop our relationship with, with this new uh, Then I'm going to go with uh, You've Got a Friend in Me. Okay. Randy Newman. Sure. You're right. They've uh, traveled millions of light years to get here. They probably have a little bit of a childish mentality. <laughs> well, no. Just so they know that we're friends. <laughs> God, now I don't know. They, I feel like you put you know. put the needle down on your first record. They think you might you might you might come in peace. I don't think it takes three songs for them to be like, oh, they want to be friends. No. First off, that's All right. two songs. So first off, you've got a friend of me, Randy Newman. Right, right, right. Now they know that we want to be their friend. Of course. Now what I'm going to do next is preemptively thank them for being a friend by Andrew okay. Gold. Thank you for wow. being a okay. friend. So now they know that not only am I your friend, I want you to be my friend. Uh-huh. Okay. Then I'm going to throw in a friends Beatles by Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. With a little help from my friends. Okay. There you go. Saying like, hey. I get by with a little help from my friends. We're now friends. Give us money. <laughs> no. Not, <laughs> not give us money. We're the human race, not a university. <laughs> wow. So, oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I went after college hard. I, yeah. I, I went to college. Don't worry. It's okay. It's, it's those kind of bold, unheard of statements that our listeners expect to hear. From our show, <laughs> nobody's nobody's ever attacked a university before. It takes a brave, strong man like Nick to do. Yeah, it. right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I, like my fourth song is "What a Little Help from My Friends," and then the last song is just to reiterate the power of our friendship. <laughs> Lean on me, Bill Withers. Okay. Oh, why wouldn't you keep with your theme though? Because like by the last song, they're ready to leave, so you just hit him with "Thanks for the Memories" by Fall Out <sighs> Boy. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, so those right. are my five. Okay. Uh, Nick, what other other questions do you have for us? Oh, good. I get to ask a, a question again. So let's see here. Oh, yeah. Here's what I wanted to say. What's something about your taste that I don't know or that we wouldn't expect? Like, what do you love or hate that no one who listens to the podcast would see coming? Uh, growing up, I had, um, like really unclean copper pipes in my house so I always kind of was privy to a more metallic tasting water musical taste Tyler come on. oh <laughs> oh I had no idea I knew it was nonsense but I wasn't quite sure where he was going yet but um, there it is. my preferred taste uh, definitely definitely would you know I need the melodies to be good. I need the singers to be passable, and I need the instruments to be played proficiently. Um, pretty much, so long as you're, so long as you're not doing aggressive, explicit rap or jazz, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in there. Okay, so I don't know if that answered my question, but I'll take it. Okay, um, Pat, go ahead. Well, those of you who know me know that I pretty much like classic rock and theater. Yeah. Uh, those are pretty well known. Uh, I really enjoy theater, um, Broadway. Um, something you don't know that I like probably is rap. Interesting. Um, I, not, not, not mumble rap or any of that, but I do like Dre and Tupac. That is uh, true. Eminem. That is true. Um, I have seen Patrick at a karaoke night performing <laughs> songs by Eminem. Okay. Oh, I'm not good at it. Right. Um, George, our drummer, has repeatedly asked me if I could do songs with rap in them, and I keep yeah. telling him that mm. while I enjoy the song, I am not a rapper. Right. And should not do rap. No, you should not. Um, at all. I'm so. confirming. See, as your so friends. long as so long as like it's not overly produced and like not overly aggressive and explicit i can i can really get behind and enjoy rap okay yeah I, I, that's that's where i'm at i really enjoy the story i really enjoy that the heavy rhythm of the verse um okay. because i real i do enjoy that um one that i really enjoyed listening to uh, who's lesser known is his name's george watsky okay uh and he i mean 
for lack of a better term, he writes like suburban white kid rap. Okay, and uh, that, that, that tracks. Yeah, so it's just really interesting to listen to. He also has really, really fast rapping, uh, which is interesting rhythmically for me. Um, yeah, musically, that's probably the thing people would least expect from me. Okay, good to know. Uh, Nick, I'm going to turn it back to you. Oh, you want me yeah. to? Okay. Uh, I know the answer already, but I'm going to Yeah, I'm sure you do. I mean, the one thing that probably most of our listeners would not expect that actually... And I, when I say that I like this artist... I don't mean that I like all of their songs, but like I could easily make a playlist of like twenty to thirty of them that I More actually so really enjoy. Yeah, especially because I love the entire most recent album, and that's Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. I'm I'm like a little bit of a sucker for Taylor Swift. Like I realize yeah. most of it's not that good, and she's got like a couple of albums that I don't particularly care for outside of a few songs. Like I didn't think 1989 was all that good, with the exception of like three or four songs. Right. But I could definitely put together a playlist of T-Swift that I could rock out to. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um. So why don't we do... Well, in uh, the spirit of that, I'm a big Lindsay Lohan fan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Why we will we, cover her records at some point. Why don't we do the rapid fire round? I would love with to. With Tyler going first. Awesome. All right. Okay. Tyler, so, are you ready? Yeah. This is yes. rapid fire. Ten questions. And we're just answering them. Just the first really thing. No forethought. First thing, right. Yeah. First thing comes into my head. Okay, ready? You may need to censor me. I know. So, I'm going to ask you to rank these decades by music quality. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. You did it. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Perfect. I mean, I, I think I probably would put 80s a little bit above the 70s. Interesting. So okay, 60, so 60, 80, 80 70, 70, 90, 2000. 2000. Okay. Uh, question number two. Best non-standard band instrument. So what's the best instrument you could add to your band aside from, like, keyboard, guitar, bass, drums? Theremin. Theremin. Okay, good. Fair enough. Uh, thing you missed doing the most from pre-coronavirus. This is pretty much what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Beatle? Paul. Okay. Where would you live if you could live anywhere in the world? I would live anywhere in the United Kingdom. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I hardly consider a hot dog to be food, let alone a sandwich. Okay. Uh, your favorite episode of the podcast so far? Um, Doing this show has been nothing but torturous for me day in and <laughs> day out. Um, so the the only time I've ever had even the, the shiniest little bit of joy was when there were other people here that weren't you two. Okay. Fair uh, thank you. Uh most underrated band or artist? Um probably most underrated band or artist, I would say I don't know, maybe uh, I feel like not enough people know about Tenacious D. And Ooh, okay. that's a great answer. That is a major shame. Uh even though I was not a huge fan of their most recent album, I definitely think that had the Tenacious D movie been um, advertised a little bit better and had more people giving it a chance, we definitely could have gotten more albums out of Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I think I have two more. Go-to karaoke song. Go-to karaoke song is You Spin Me Right Round by Dead or Alive. Okay. And last one, top five favorite art musical artists of all time. Top five favorite musical artists of all time would be... Beatles, Weird Al, uh, you can kind of switch and rotate them. Um, that's just going to have to be where I fall back to nostalgically. Um, and then I... That's two. I would probably throw in... See, they all just kind of get mixed after that to wow. me, quite honestly. I have a really hard time just kind of even really separating them. Okay. Um, but I'd throw m- maybe... Um, this is this is far too difficult. Wow, to name That's five fine. artists. Hold okay, on. you can name your top no, two. That's fine. No, it's it's, right. it's just it's just it's it's far too difficult because like they're they're the only two that I um consistently like their albums from start to finish. Uh, many other artists who I listen to and I like, I kind of just have to pick and choose. I'd probably throw Tenacious D in there because sure. it's only their most recent album that I would say that I didn't necessarily love. 
all the way out, and that was more because they decided to do a whole bunch of sketches in between to link the songs, so it just makes listening to the album as a whole more of like an audiobook experience okay. <laughs> than a music experience for, for some of it. Um, and then I, I would throw... I'd probably I so I I'm I'm gonna put Seth MacFarlane in there. Um, okay. He's Fair now enough. put out six studio albums, which are jazz and uh, swing. Which are jazz. Swing actually. It's, it's jazz. It's yeah. fine. Swing is like jazz's richer, cooler, older brother. Okay. It's fine. Oh man. Uh, they're you know they're great start Look, I like to finish. Them. <laughs> uh, and then I would. I'd have to, I guess, I'll throw John Barrowman in there, even though John Barrowman I kind of have to build my own albums with, because there's a few, uh, a few of his albums have, like, tracks on there that, like, he sings well, the songs themselves I don't like, so I just kind of have to, like, build and construct albums out of everything, but he's put out so many, but he's, he, he doesn't write his own songs or anything, he usually mm. just does covers of um, mainly, mainly like, just kind of, like, vocal standards and uh, show tunes and whatnot, but mm. I really like his singing voice, they're really fun to sing along with. Um, there's just a few in there that are musical songs that I never really enjoyed, but he he sounds great singing them. It's just the songs themselves. Okay. I, I, I might not like. All right. Pat, okay. same 10 questions. Go. All no. right. <laughs> I'll, I'll read them for you. Uh, question one. Rank the decades according to music quality. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. 70s, 60s, 90s, 80s, 2000s. Okay. Uh, I am going to ask you now. Uh, best non-standard band instrument. Uh, I have to go saxophone. That's, yeah. Um, thing you miss most from pre-COVID days. Theater. Hmm. Going to theater, being in theater, right? Okay. No contest. Uh, favorite Beatle, Paul. Okay, two Pauls. Where would you live if you could live anywhere in the world? Uh, probably seconding Tyler anywhere in the United Kingdom. Probably okay. Britain. Okay. Uh, is a hot dog a England. sandwich? <laughs> I was. I meant England. I meant England. Uh, yeah. I meant England when I said Britain. Yeah, that's fine. We we get it. Uh, yeah, but I know Tyler's never gonna let me live that down. A right. hot dog is a sandwich. It's a hoagie. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's a very defensible argument, I would say. Uh, least favorite episode of the podcast ever? I'll give you the opposite of what I gave Tyler. Uh, least favorite episode of the podcast. I think I know. Oh, man. Ooh, I know which one it is. Ugh. The one where we all just sang praises for the Smashing Pumpkins yeah, and I was gonna, watched probably you Probably the die. Smashing Pumpkins one. Really? <laughs> It's 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 just because I I had to be part impartial, but I do not like them. Really? I okay. had to be impartial. Okay. I was thinking you... you were gonna say the episode where we did Pavement and New York Dolls in the same oh, episode. That's a very they were good so one bad. Too. <laughs> that's a very good one too. Pavement yeah, and yeah New but York there's a there's a there's bad. a difference yeah. between covering covering a whole bunch of artists that you, that you don't like. Yeah, because versus I covering with you. Right. Yeah. yeah versus like because like the thing is with that episode we were all pretty much. On the same, yeah, right? Yeah, with definitely. that, him having to defend Smashing Pumpkins cool. and listening to us talk, it was bad. highly yeah. of Smashing Pumpkins. It yeah. was rough. My soul died a little bit. Uh, I'll understand. be honest; it it influenced my opinion on them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, most underrated artist. <sighs> Honestly, uh, harkening back to what I was, we were talking about earlier, I mentioned I went and saw them live. The script. Okay. I really enjoy their music. Um, we I do a couple of their songs in the four chord. Yeah. Um, I I just really like their their style of music, and I think Danny O'Donoghue has a really good voice. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna give you your go-to karaoke song. I know the answer. To this. My go-to karaoke song is New, New York, York State, State of, of Mind. Mind by Billy Joel. Okay. And then top five artists. Uh, top five artists is probably Billy Joel, Elton John, uh, the Beatles, Journey, Queen. Okay. Fair enough. That's that's ten. Here, would you yeah. like the questions? So I just asked them in <laughs> random order. See if you can follow what I did. Yeah, they're all at the bottom there. Uh huh. I see them. Uh oh. Do I see them? Okay. Uh, let me give you. Okay. I'm gonna start with your most underrated band or artist, and why is it Lake Street Dive? Uh that's a great question. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Lake Street Dive is definitely my like newest band that I'm completely yeah, you, obsessed you with. You are obsessed completely with them. Obsessed I love with them. it. But yeah. you're actually but the most underrated band or artist. I think 
historically speaking, the most underrated band that's ever existed is Supertramp. Supertramp, phenomenal Fame. instrumentalists, two great singers. They wrote amazing songs. Every album should have been like triple diamonds. Oh man, can I go back and see Every the zombies? Record. Yeah, I mean the zombies are great. Maybe too, I'll man. go back and see the zombies. Yeah. But Supertramp, like I can't wait for when we do Supertramp because they are, I think, they should be considered like a top ten artist of all time. Sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, rank the decades by quality, 60s through aughts. Okay. I'm going to go 60s, 70s. It's really tight. It's really tight. I just think, mm-hmm. you know, it's a flip of a coin for, for those two. Uh, 90s. Then I'll go 2000s and then 80s. Yeah, I, I was and the only reason, the only You're reason. You're going to go 2000s and yeah. then 80s. And here's the reason. Because, so because the music that I listen to from the 2000s, like, I would rather listen to like the John Mayer and Dave Matthews bands records that came out in the decade of the 2000s than anything that came out in the 80s. So, all right. Uh the thing you miss most from pre-COVID. Uh playing shows indoors because yeah. and and I don't mind doing outdoor parties. I mean, it's definitely the right thing to do. But the energy from be- having the whole crowd yeah. in the same room and singing songs together, like I really miss that. And especially now, I mean, it's end of the year, so it's going right. it's cold. We did a couple right. of yeah. colds. So They've far. been very cold. Uh, okay. Um, your favorite Beatle, George. I knew you were gonna say George, and mm-hmm. I, I knew I just knew that. George. Okay. Um, your best non-standard band instrument. Well, I mean, I'm tempted to say the electric jug. <laughs> oh, thirteenth uh, floor elevators. I know. Uh, I'm gonna go just to not copy you with saxophone. I'll say trumpet. Fair enough. Okay. Um, your top five artists of all time. Okay, of Pink Floyd time. and the Beatles are easy. John Mayer, Steely Dan. I'm like super tempted and like ask me in another year and I'll probably say Lake Street Dive. <laughs> uh, I probably will, but I'll go Eagles. Okay. I'm actually a little surprised you because you love fish. I do, oh, I love fish too. I, I mean, they would eventually. Their improv. They would eventually make that top list. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Absolutely. I agree with you. It's a hoagie. Okay. Perfect. Uh, your favorite episode of the podcast? Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to episode 22. Okay. When we did the Allman Brothers, Young the Giant, and Phil Oaks, because I enjoyed all nine of those records, like in terms of quality. All the way back, like oh, like yeah, like a couple not weeks long ago. ago at all. But uh, yeah, in terms of quality of all nine records, that that had to be the most fun to listen to. Okay, I'm gonna ask you your least favorite as well. I mean, I'm tempted to go with the Pavement and New York Dolls episode. I do, get but it. just like you, I'll say the the Van Halen episode because because we had to because we had to we yeah. had. I had to give the Turtles a lower score than I wanted to because yeah. I thought the Turtles were one of the best bands we've listened to on the entire show. Uh, Daughtry was super not it for me at all, and I don't really care for Van Halen's music all that much. I wouldn't listen Fair to it on purpose. Enough. And uh, last question, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? New Zealand for the scenery. Okay. Wow. All right. I mean, I, I that that was great. Thank you. I did a that really was, good uh, job. Didn't I, I? That was great for all of us. Uh, you um, didn't ask me all the questions, did you? You know, it just occurred to me. You never asked me about my go-to karaoke song. Oh, I already know your go-to karaoke yeah, song. Yeah, it's it's uh, Zoot Suit Riot Zoot by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Cherry yeah. Daddies, exactly. Sorry, I honestly, I forgot that we were asking for other people, and I was like, yeah. I know the answer to that one. I'm skipping right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, okay, um, let me ask you another one off of your list here. Oh, you're going to ask me another question. Oh, well, I'm going like to bonus gonna, I'm going to pose one more question, I think, to close out the day. I would, lo- I would be honored. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a really good one. Okay. Why is music something worth being passionate about? Whew. To close out. Wow. The okay. Let's answer. Um, and please answer this question in a way that does not make you sound pretentious at that all. That is impossible. I try my hardest not to sound pretentious on this podcast, and apparently I do anyway. Um, I miserably. <laughs> I, I guess I do. I'm trying not to be harsh. Um, why is music something? I mean, because. One, we need art as a creative outlet to better understand who we are yeah. and what's going on in the world and why it matters. And two, it's it's hard to explain the feeling of playing music with other people and for other people. The like almost euphoric state of really clicking in a band 100%. and performing. It. I mean, it's it's there's nothing else in life that like comes close to that it's just like perfect it's the perfect human connection it's the perfect feeling of doing something that feels worthwhile and exciting that you can 
really have passion about because okay. it makes life fun. Great answer. Great answer. Tyler, now I'm curious what you think because you're coming at this from not a performing way, but just a in general, music in general. So uh, w- what would you answer this question? What? What? I don't understand. Your, your, your introduction to that confused me. Well, because you don't perform in the band. So I'm curious what you, as somebody who does more listening to music than performing it, why do you think music should be something to be passionate about? I wouldn't say that I am super passionate about it. Uh, I think that it is important. I think that it does sort of help set a tone, um, can be used to express feelings and ideals in a poetic way. I am, as far as uh, performing arts and and stuff like that goes, I definitely would put myself more in the um, visual category, uh, movies, television, and stuff like that. But even movies and television would be nowhere without music. So, I uh, I personally think that music is something to be passionate about because it's just universal. Yeah. I think that so many different people, you know, can relate to each other over music where it's like, I may not speak the same language as you or have the same ideas as you or have the same beliefs as you, but we both like this song. Which is funny that you say it's universal because I'd argue that Warner Brother Records puts out more than Universal Records do. Oh my gosh, okay. Of course. Uh, But that's kind of the one thing that I think... uh, Music is something to be passionate about. It just connects people. And also to second Nick, I mean, there is nothing quite like performing songs in front of people. Specifically for me, nothing will beat like... Well, when they want you to. That's true. (laughs) Uh, But for me personally, nothing will beat the first time we sang an original song together where the audience knew the words. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That moment for me was like, because we, when we first played it, I got like the shiver of like, wow, we just played something we wrote. It was awesome. But then like the 10th time we played the song, a handful of our like fans who kind of follow us to our gigs and stuff, they were mouthing the words and singing along. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. Oh, so yeah, you especially did it before it's even out on record available to buy. Right, before you know? Oh, yeah. okay. So you did it at, at like multiple gigs. I thought you did it 10 times. Oh, at the same gig. At the same gig. <laughs> yeah, no. the, I was like, well, I would hope they'd sing along by that point just to get you to stop. Yeah, we told them, we're going to play the same <laughs> song all night until you guys sing along. Um, but yeah, that was probably the coolest moment for me. Um, and you know what? I I forgot. There's There should be one more question. All right, fine. All out. That was a great question, but there should be one more. Um, and I What think should that, everybody have? A great day. <laughs> uh, but there's uh, really just the two of us, no offense to Tyler, but this yeah. is about our band. Right, okay. So, Nick, what made you join or like create Low Totem? Oh, wow, okay, I guess... Money. Uh, yeah, yes, money. Um, then you did not do no, well. No, I didn't. Uh, it's funny because I was actually super kind of resistant to joining up at first, too, because it all started with our buddy Ed. And he was just playing a bunch of, you know, bar gigs, doing cover songs by himself with an acoustic guitar. And he really, really, really wanted me to come and jam with him and play. And for yeah. a while, I was like, nah, that's your thing. You take care of it. <laughs> and then I did it once. And and, it was, and then I never looked back. You know, at yep. that point, I was like, I just want to play music all uh-huh. the time. Because I, I had played for a long time. I've always been super passionate about music. But I wasn't super into playing you know like i wasn't picking up my guitar and learning a bunch of songs and playing a bunch of stuff all the time every day it wasn't until i did that first performance that you know i felt that part of me that wanted to create come alive again never has slowed down since and hopefully never will hopefully never will looking forward to that that it never does so did you want to also answer why you uh joined on gonna ask me yeah so i mean i called you one day uh several years back and said hey patrick you know, we've got a vacancy here in, in the band, and we would like you to come on. So what were you thinking at the time? Uh, honestly, my first thought was, I there's no way I have enough time for this. <laughs> um, at that point, I was working a very inconsistent schedule at Wawa. Right. Um, it was very tough to determine, like, do I want to do this? Because uh, I was getting my fix of playing live by being in theater, by being right. in shows, community theater. And I was talking to Sydney, my girlfriend, about it. And uh, we we kind of came to the decision of, like, 
I will join for a while to see what's up because you guys had gigs lined up. Right. And the initial plan was like, I'll finish your gigs for the year. We'll evaluate then if I want to stay on mm-hmm. or if I want to, you know, if then you look for somebody when you don't have anything booked. Right. Uh, and so that's what I did. And pretty much right from the jump, I was like, oh, okay, so I want to do this. Yeah. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to join the band, we're going to, like, we're going to really, like, hit it. Like, I, as long as we're all willing to hit it, like, let's go. Let's grow a little bit. Let's get mm-hmm. some more gigs. So uh, that's kind of what did it for me. Playing the gig with you guys was so much fun. And it was very different because I had kind of gotten, like, my fix of music by playing characters. Yeah. And so going and being myself, singing on stage was different. Um, I'd done it a couple times Mm -hmm. in, like, cabarets and stuff, but it was a different experience for me. And it was something that I'm really glad I did. Me too. Um, And, again, I... I never had the um, the really want to write music until, until I joined the band, <laughs> and then I started writing music and was like, "Oh, this is so much fun to tell my story." So, yeah. that's it for me. That's why I joined the band. That's why I'm still in the band. That's why I will continue to be in the band until now when I quit the band. Right? Yeah, I'm so sorry to see you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that for me, uh, and I think that's a good way to end the episode. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Getting to know us a little bit, a little bit of our musical background, a little bit of personal stuff. I mean, you know, we, we try to mix it in, but also have it mostly be about music. Um, if you guys want to hear another one of these with questions that you guys have for us, you know, ask them. Yeah, we could talk more about dogs if that's the thing that people seem <laughs> yeah, to want. Yeah, that's what you want. Or, if you, you know, if you want to know more about, like, us growing up, if like uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, obviously, we're not going to get too crazy deep, but... There's room for that. So let us know, you know, comment on uh, posts of ours. Use the hashtag Totem Talks to give us your opinion on things. DM us on Instagram or Twitter or message us on Facebook. Uh, I'm very responsive to two of them, and Nick is very responsive to the third that one. That is correct. Uh, so honestly, please, yeah, um, keep in touch. And uh, most importantly, have a great day. There it is. <laughs>